Welcome back, everybody, to my seminary life. And today we're going to be talking about spiritual gift quizzes because I had to take one for class this week. And we're going to talk about my results. Got some interesting results here, looking over here at my notes. And we're also, I, I do want to spend a little bit of time, though, just talking about spiritual quizzes as a whole because the thought occurred to me, like, Spiritual gift quizzes as a whole. Because the thought occurred to me later in the day, like, where did this come from? Where, when, when in the history of Christianity does somebody finally say, we need a quiz for this? This is, that's really what we're missing right now. We need a quiz to determine our spiritual gifts. So let's talk about that today. Welcome back. I'm excited for this episode. Let's do this thing. So, at some point in the history of Christianity, at some point in the history of Christianity, somebody had the bright idea that we need a quiz to, to determine what our spiritual gifts are. Now, for those of you who are coming into this, you should know, for the, if you haven't listened to it, there is an episode way back in the spring on the gifts of the spirit. Okay. This is a general walkthrough on what are the gifts of the spirit, how are they broken up in scripture, and what exactly what are their purpose? Okay. All of the theology aspects of the gifts of the spirit. Today we're not going to focus on that, but that is a great episode to go back and listen to, especially if you haven't listened to it before. Just that way you know my theology and my understanding of this of this in general before we get into this silly conversation today because this is just kind of silly can we can we pause and reflect on this for a moment so what what the actual assignment was is that i had to take a quiz on my spiritual gifts because it is important to know what your spiritual gifts are not going to argue that part take this quiz on my spiritual gifts write about what surprised me what interests me from this quiz talk about previous quizzes what i tested for talk about the difference between this quiz and other quizzes i've taken and how i could use my gifts now so writing about the quiz and writing about how i can use my gifts now that all makes sense sure i'll i'll do that that sounds like something that we need to talk about however do Christians just take these for funsies? I mean, just like I'm a millennial. I I was in college in the 2012 to 2015 range, which means that in between Vine and TikTok, the thing that we did to waste all of our time was to take personality quizzes, whether real ones like Myers-Briggs and Distest or, you know, silly BuzzFeed quizzes that told us what, you know, character from friends we were or one that me and my friends were all into is what lantern core are you a part of i'm a green lantern by the way anyway you know we were all into those personality quizzes are christians just taking these like those like i have maybe taken one other spiritual gifts quiz in my day and that was all the way back maybe junior high maybe even elementary school i was quite young the last time i took one of these quizzes 
so let's talk about my results. So no, let's let's keep going. Let's keep talking about this quiz thing because I wanna I wanna figure this out. When did somebody say we need this? You know, we went from the apostolic era when the apostles were just doing miracles and followers of Jesus were speaking in tongues and doing these things to at some point centuries later, hundreds of years later, because I can't imagine Augustine came up with this idea. But at some point, it got too difficult to figure out what somebody's spiritual gift was or nobody was trying to figure out their spiritual gift. And so people started making these quizzes. It's almost like we reverse engineered it because there's no precedence in scripture for, hey, go take this quiz and it will determine what personality or what spiritual gift you have. It's kind of a like your spiritual gift will manifest and then you go serve the body. You know, it, no matter what it is, your spiritual gift will manifest at some point and you're supposed to use it to serve the body of Christ. But at some point, either people stopped caring about spiritual gifts or people found it difficult to determine what it was. And rather than just get going getting involved in your church and serving in a ministry, these quizzes then showed up, you know? I wonder if this was maybe a response by evangelical conservatives to the Pentecostal movement. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just, I'm speculating. This is all just pure speculation at this point. Sometimes we do, we do just need to stop and think, where did this tradition come from? This is a tradition in Christianity. Take your spiritual gift quiz. Why? Why do I have to do this? I mean, I understand why I had to do it for the assignment, but why why do I have to do this? Can't I just just serve in the church and you'll you'll figure it out, right? Isn't that what you're doesn't that make sense too? Just like serve in your church and your gift will manifest. The reason why we had to take it for the class is because as part of right now, if you're jumping in for the first time, I'm in a class called Ministry Administration. We're studying administration and how it is a religious word and how it's important to a church in order to keep things organized and make sure that ministry can happen effectively. And to be fair, in order to make sure that ministry is happening effectively and efficiently, it's good to know your own and other people's spiritual gifts so you can, you know, slot them in the right place. The thing for me, though, is do we have to take the quiz or can I just throw, you know, if if somebody volunteers to help out with the youth group, I'm not going to make them take a quiz first, find out that they don't have any teaching skills and then tell them go away. Like that's when discipleship comes into play. Mentoring. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, if you know anything about this, the spiritual gifts quiz, the history of the spiritual gifts quiz, let me know. Drop me an email, email seminarylife at gmail.com or drop into the show's DMs. By the way, somebody from I, I post reels on Instagram, uh, little show previews, and somebody from the great country of brazil reached out to say that they enjoy what's going on here so thank you again had a lovely little conversation with them thank you again for letting me know that and you're more than welcome to heap heap praises at me or ask questions or tell me that i'm doing something wrong but again if you know anything about the history of spiritual gift quizzes let me know 
And also there was this part of this question, this question that I had to answer of like, in your history of taking spiritual gifts quizzes, compare this to this, compare those to this one. Like I said, I took one when I was like middle school, maybe elementary age. And you know what happened? The gifts changed. The gifts changed. You know why? Because this is a man-made quiz that is also relying a little bit on my personality. Let's be honest. You know what's a gift that I tested really high for when I the last time I took one of these? Evangelism. You know why? Because one of my biggest heroes of the faith, the man that inspired me to want to go into ministry was Billy Graham. I wanted to be an evangelist when I was a kid, when I was younger. You know what I tested really high for now after eight years of pulpit supply ministry and four years of youth ministry work and a year of podcasting? Yes, teaching. Teaching was like my highest spiritual gift that I tested for. Evangelism was not near my top five. And there's a gift I tested for within my top five that definitely I would not have tested high for when I was in middle school. There is a level of arbitrariness to this. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at here. There is a level of like, these quizzes are going to rely a little bit on your bent and your personality at your current stage of life. Now, just to make things clear, yes, I think evangelism is important, just to make sure that's out there. But do are these quizzes important? That's the real question. I also had to talk about, you know, compare the presentation of this quiz to other quizzes I've taken in the past. And I I just wrote in there, I, I did a quick Google search and just looked at a couple different other quizzes online. And yes, there are some other more aesthetically pleasing quizzes. There was one that I think was very slanted because instead the one I took was, and maybe you've taken one like this for, it asks you a question. Do you like giving money? Do you like teaching? You know, things like that. And you're supposed to rank it on a scale of one to five. One being no, five being yes. Yes, very much so. So that's what I had to do. You know, that scale of the one to five type of quiz. That's why I had to, And then you had to plot your results on a bar graph. This one I found online, it was either or. Do you like studying or do you like relying on the Holy Spirit? Do you like giving to the poor or feeding the hungry? You know, it was like an either or type of thing. And that I think can get very skewed very quickly. You know, like you should want to study and listen to the Holy Spirit. Those are both things that you can do. Another one I looked at had some very, had a couple different uh, gifts that you could test for. The ones in this quiz included leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exor- exhortation, shepherding, faith, evangelism, apostle, service, mercy, giving, hospitality. And as you can notice, there was no speaking in tongues. There was no healing. And in this one quiz that I found, I was looking at the different ones you could test for. Works of craftsmanship. That was a gift that you could test for on that one. Works of craftsmanship. Sure. Okay. Why not? 
Okay, so let's talk about the quiz. Let's talk about my results. As I said, the one that I tested the highest for was teaching. Teaching. What a surprise. The guy who preaches and likes teaching and has a podcast tested really high for the gift of teaching. Cool. I also have a minor in communications. There was then a one, two, three-way tie for second place. Knowledge and mercy are two of them. I want to hold off on the third one. I'm going to hold off on the third one. Knowledge and mercy are the other one. Knowledge, I kind of get. Again, it kind of goes with the teaching. A lot of those questions revolve around, do you like studying? And I do. I do like studying. I do like sermon prep. I even like writing a lot of the papers I've written in seminary and in college. Mercy is interesting to me because I would consider myself a pushover. I don't consider myself a merciful person. Being honest here, I don't consider myself a very merciful person. I just think I'm a pushover and we'll just let people just abuse me, basically. So maybe looking at it through a good spiritual lens, I must be a very merciful person. But uh, yeah. And like I said, there's a third one I... There's a third one I tested for that came in second place, but I'll get to that one in a second. Um, third place, there was a two-way tie. Wisdom and service. I kind of get the service aspect because I um, a lot of the questions revolving around service dealt with like, do you are can you tell when people are in need? Do you like helping people? And in my mind. My mind kept popping up with illustrations of situations with people with mental health issues, and it is very important to me. And obviously, if a friend needs help doing another project, I'm more than willing to help him out because, again, I have the gift of mercy or being a pushover. Let me just clarify. I don't think being merciful makes you a pushover. I just think I'm a pers- I'm a pushover, and it came out as merciful in this quiz. That's I should make that clear. Um, but going back to service, like... What came coming to mind was these ideas of people who need help with their with their mental health, and I'm more than willing to help people with that, even more than I am willing to help myself with my own mental health issues. And wisdom, I I appreciate that it came up because I've actually had people recently in my life, shout out to you, Joe, who have spoken to me about the perceived wisdom in my life. And again, this is. I I do believe that I am gifted in all these areas, but I do also think that a lot of it comes from cultivation as well. I've taught a lot. I've taken, I've got courses in communications, my Myers in communications, you know, and when it comes to wisdom, there was a portion of my life. And still to this day, this is part of my prayer life where I would very actively pray. As it says in James chapter one, if any of you lack wisdom, you should pray for it. That's how you get wisdom. You fear God, the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and you pray for it if you lack it. And that's what I did for a very long time. I would pray every day, Lord, give me wisdom. And I think through the combination of the gifting, the praying, and also the studying, I, you know, and people have pointed this out in my life that I apparently have a level of wisdom beyond my years, which makes me feel like you know the cool old dude who sits at the top of the mountain that people go up to and they have to beat me in a kung fu fight first before they yeah (laughs) sorry sorry i have this idea to start a new project that review where i'm going to start reviewing kung fu movies if any of that interests you let me know that's where (laughs) that's where that came from anyway um 
So yeah, those are the ones I all tested for, except for one that also got in second place. Prophecy. So I find it interesting, again, that the gifts of speaking in tongues and healing and interpreting of tongues, that wasn't on here at all. No questions revolving around this. Prophecy was permissible. And that surprises me because depending on how conservative conservative you are, prophecy is usually lumped in that group of gifts that have ceased. The, we don't have prophecy anymore because the text of scripture has closed. You know, we don't have, you know, we don't have that anymore. We don't need divine revelation that way through prophecy anymore. We have scripture. But thankfully, just coming right off of systematic theology two, or maybe it was one, it probably was one, because that's when we did the episode on spiritual gifts. Coming off of that episode and that week of studying on spiritual gifts, I learned that there is this position that prophecy still does exist, but it's that it's that pressing on your heart from the Holy Spirit to say something unprompted, which sounds like prophecy, but usually the check and balance there is it it's already biblical, you know. So going up to preach is not prophecy because I've spent the week or more studying and writing and blah, blah, blah. I've put hours into it. But when God puts a verse on my heart and puts a name to mind and I say, hey, so-and-so, I know you've been going through this thing. God just put this verse on my heart. That would be considered prophecy. Or telling somebody completely unprompted, God cares about you. You are his child. Something like that. That would be considered modern day prophecy. Speaking the words of God unprompted. It's kind of the general idea there. Because that's the general idea of being a prophet is that, you know, the divine message would come to these guys and usually it wasn't like they were trying. God would just say, okay, here you go. This is the message. Go take it to Nineveh now. And Jonah said, no. So it's interesting thinking about how I am a prophet. You will now all refer to me as prophet Knight. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, Although I texted my dad that joke and his response was, how about the great and powerful Oz? So if you want to do that one, that would be fine too. Um, but it's interesting to think, like, how do I use the gift of prophecy? This arbitrary man-made quiz seems to think that I have this gift, one of my top five spiritual gifts, my main one being teaching, which they could kind of go together even. Teaching and prophecy are two different things, but it's still the oral communication of God's word, so they kind of go together in that regard. How do I use the gift of prophecy. And I think, and that was one of the questions for this assignment, for our weird forum post assignment. And I think what I, what I wrote was that working in youth ministry, this gives me a lot of opportunities to speak into some teens, teens lives who, you know, this one time a week may be the healthiest community that they get to be a part of where they, you know, are listening to what the world has to say predominantly throughout the week. And this gives me the opportunity that when students are opening up about things going on in their lives or the just the difficulties of being a teenager, because there are, we should really stop downplaying 
the drama that teens go through. If God presses something on my heart to speak to them, I need to do that. I need I need to stop pushing away moments of we need to pray. I need to stop pushing away moments of, hey, know this. God says this in his word. And I think I should start leaning into it more. That's a simple example. I don't know what else to do other than call myself Prophet Knight. Yeah, that's fun. All right, well, that's it for today on the My Seminary part. Let's head on over now to the My Life part. Nothing interesting is going on. We had our baby shower last week, and uh, so all this week has been just making things fit in the baby room. Went over to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house this week and poached a lot of their baby clothes. They got a lot of little ones and poached a lot of their baby clothes. Cooper is going to have a lot of pants with ducks on them because ducks are great. I love ducks so much. They're my favorite. Beyond that, I have just put in a lot of time on Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's an amazing game. Love it so much. Yeah, I think that's really it. Not too much going on this week. Kind of a low week, laying low. That's fine. It reminds me of that John Mulaney joke where you talk, where he talks about how when you ask an adult what they did this weekend, they say nothing. Their face lights up. Children, they don't like when we do. Oh, we did nothing all week. An adult, they say, what did you do this weekend? I, I did nothing. It's excitement. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to the show on. Keep in mind, just behind this on the feed is the one-year anniversary special featuring my wife talking about Lent this year. And coming up next Wednesday is a special One More Thing, continuing our conversation about Lent, featuring Nathan Drake of Reawaken Hymns talking about his newest album, Hymns of Lent. It's a lot of fun. I had a great time getting to know this guy. This was my first like real interview. Everyone else who's been on the show, Claire, Joe, Josh, I know these guys. I don't know Nathan. And it was fun. It wasn't awkward. It was fun. So yeah, be looking for that this coming Wednesday. If you'd like to reach out to the show, again, email seminarylife at gmail.com or you can leave a memo a voice memo on our anchor profile or slide into the DMs on Facebook and Instagram at my seminary life pod. I believe that is it for this week. We are on the countdown to baby. So be ready for audibles all the time of me switching things up. And again, Ooh, before we get out of here, one more thing again, considering the idea of making a, Patreon. I want to, I made a story about that, about this yesterday. I want to expand the ministry of my seminary life this year to help you know and experience God more in your life. And the first idea I'm considering is a Patreon because financial support to help me afford my education and to help feed my family would be really appreciated. And in return, I can give you, I'm working on ideas for bonus content, exclusive content. So be letting me know if that is something you would be interested in. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. And as always, keep on studying. (laughs) 